your home was intended to be a launch pad for faith. The place you live, the four walls that you live in and wake up to every single day was intended to be a special place where faith was cultivated with everybody who's in that household and where it became a springboard, like a safe place to launch from for faith to grow and expand. Hey, everybody, this is Gabe Kolstad. I'm here with the Midweek Motivation episode of Westside Community Church's podcast. I hope that you are ready to have some input that helps you really take your faith and your home life to the next level. We were talking last weekend in our Westside Sunday service with Pastor Ken teaching about faith at home, and I want to share some additional insights that help kind of move your understanding down the path, give you some inspiration for this midweek, uh, and, and really get going. You know, your home was intended to be that launch pad, and you might have started out your home life, whether it be maybe you're with a, a roommate, or maybe you are married and newlywed, or maybe you've got a family at home, and uh, or maybe you're a single person, and but your home life has not become that launch pad. You, you might look at your home life and go, well, if I were being honest, I'm a little disappointed at what our home life feels like compared to what I know it could be. And that's the problem is we all face these obstacles. You know, things like uh, human beings that we don't agree with <laughs> that live in our home. Wouldn't it be easy to make your home a launch pad if you never had to interact with another human being that disagreed with you about anything? That'd be an amazing thing. But that's not how most of us live our lives. And and so, you know, we have these obstacles. We have schedules. We have bad days. We have setbacks. We have all these things. And it's really hard to consistently maintain home as that platform of belief and of love and of, you know, good things that we want in our lives, that we want to grow in our faith, we want to teach faith at our home, we want to send ourselves out into the world stronger than, you know, we were the day before. That's what home was intended to be. Well, here's the problem. We have to figure out what's missing, and we have to go to work fixing it. Pastor Ken shared some of his experience as a 79-year-old. He's going to be 79 years old this week. He's had a lifetime of building faith at home, and Honestly, uh, from me, he's been my main mentor for this, of how do you build a home life that becomes a place that faith can be cultivated at? You know, for me, I've, I'm married to Melissa, we've got three kids, and, uh, and, and we've spent our lives trying to figure this out. Like, how do we instill that kind of feeling and that kind of environment in our home? Because we desperately want that as followers of Jesus that really believe that faith makes a difference in daily life. It's not just about a religious practice. It's about the fact that you're stronger when you have faith in a God who loves you, who promises to be there for you, answers your prayers. Th those are important things. And and so how do you do this? I love Pastor Ken's illustrations and analogies of, you know, how he uh, how, how he would just have those conversations from time to time. And as he reflects back at how God has allowed his kids— to, um, to walk away from their time at home stronger and with a foundation of faith that has lasted their lifetime. I mean, as a parent, that's what I want. If you're a parent, I'm sure that that's something that's very you know appealing to you as well. So I want to talk to you about some ways to this. Here's five ways to foster faith at home. If you want to get a pen out or take your phone out and start taking some notes, I've got five very practical things to share with you today that I hope will make a difference. The bottom line is this overarching idea. You have to have a plan if you're going to foster faith at home. And, and so I've got five ways to do this, but I want to I talk you through a passage from the Old Testament real quick from Deuteronomy chapter 6, where um, Moses was, was receiving some instruction from God, and it was about 
how the children of Israel were to instill faith in their homes. And it was so powerful because it, it, it it's kind of a mantra that has stuck. It's actually a very popular uh, passage of scripture from Deuteronomy chapter six. And it, and it says, basically, here's how you're going to pass faith from one generation to another. Here's how a home life can become a platform, a launch pad for faith. And I want to give you five ideas. The first one is you have to start a spiritual practice. I want to encourage you, number one, start a visible spiritual practice. We heard from Pastor Ken last weekend that so much of faith transfer is is what's caught, not just what's taught. When kids or spouses or partners or roommates see somebody doing something visibly that is a demonstration of their faith, that's powerful. I can remember myself when when I was growing up, I remember my my parents always I would always catch them reading their Bibles. <laughs> like it was a, you know, this is a, such a routine thing. I'd walk downstairs, there'd be mom, you know, sitting there reading her Bible, or there'd be dad at his desk reading his Bible, making notes. And, you know, those things are caught, and you catch those things because somebody's doing that in front of you. Well, Moses in this passage, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, talks about how do you instill this in, in this idea of starting a spiritual practice. Here's what he says. He, he says, commit yourselves wholeheartedly. I mean, he, he goes, commit yourselves. He's talking about how to impact the kids, but he goes, no, commit yourselves. It always starts with me. It always starts with you. It always starts with the one who's going to be saying, I want my home to be a launch pad for faith, a platform for faith, a warm you know, place where faith can grow. Then I'm going to start, and I'm going to start a spiritual practice, and it's going to be visible. Here's the second thing that you can do, and this might sound funny, but I'm going to say it. Spiritualize your conversations. Spiritualize your conversations. I mean, it's important that we 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 got to understand something. I'm not saying be overly spiritual and you know do those weird prayers that nobody can understand and say things that are you know have nothing to do with this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying create some spirituality to your conversations. Moses says in in Deuteronomy 6, he says, repeat these things again and again to your children. I mean, there's something about what you say that becomes the tone of your home. Again, whether whether you're a parent or whether you're married or not, what you say in your home becomes the tone of your home. And, And so if you could learn to spiritualize your conversations, like how do you bring something in? Here's one way to do it is ask yourself the question, what's the spiritual side of our discussion? It could be as simple as you going, man, what a great day God has given us today. Just as simple. You're just, you're just bringing something in. Or you could, you could say, man, I'm so thankful um, to God for you. That just brings a whole different element in. You know, how, what's the spiritual side of what we're talking about? If you're worried about finances, you could say, you know, maybe we should pause and just ask God to help us with the situation. If, you know, those, there's, how do you spiritualize your conversations? Don't have conversations that God wants to be a part of but you're not letting them be a part of. If you bring God into every conversation, if you bring God into your conversations and spiritualize those things by just asking the question, what's the spiritual side of this? That's going to instill a tone of faith in your home. Here's the third thing that we learn is use transitions as triggers. And you're thinking, what in the world are we talking about? Here's the thing. You transition from activity to activity all day long, don't you? I mean, you brush your teeth and then you put on your shoes, you know, then then you do another thing, and then you go to work, and then you have a, a meeting, and then you have to spend some time checking your email, and then you, you know, then you have lunch break or whatever, but you have these different transitions. What if between things you, you paused to make a trigger to say, I, I really want, um, I really want to bring God into my life today, and if it was at home, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna come home, and you're gonna, 
clean up the sink from the morning dishes. And then you're going to start preparing dinner. And then you're going to whatever, you know, but you've got different activities. What if each each time you transitioned was a trigger to say, mm, I really want to bring faith into my home. How can I do that in this next little moment that I have? Moses said this. He said, I want you to talk about these things when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you go to bed, when you get up. And Moses was actually talking about when you shift activities, talk about these things. Use that new introduction to a new activity. Maybe you're going to sit down and watch TV. You know, maybe you're going to uh, clean up the yard together as a family, whatever. But when you do transition, use that as a trigger to go like, have we talked about God? Have we talked about faith? How can I instill this in the conversations that we have? And use those transitions as triggers. And then number four, uh, here's a funny one. This is from Deuteronomy chapter six. Okay, here's what Moses said. He said, uh, I want you to write these things on your hands and your forehead. So here's my number four is put your body into it. (laughs) Moses goes, I want you to write stuff on your body that reminds you of God's promises and God's commands. And, and so I'm thinking, well, what he meant was put your body into it. I mean, whatever you engage yourself physically into is going to bring you more into it. And uh, I could think of a couple of things with this. I mean, have you ever paused to actually kneel down and pray? I know it seems kind of weird and kind of old school, but did you know that when we kneel to pray, one of the things that happens is since our whole body and our whole posture is, is going, I'm praying right now, what happens is so much easier to focus and it's meaningful. I've had some of my best times of prayer by myself or maybe with my wife, um, just in a different posture of prayer. You know, maybe it is grabbing hands and, and praying. Uh, but how do you put your body into faith in your home? You know, those significant symbolic little actions. Now, maybe you do take a pen and write a word on your palm and, you know, one of your family members or somebody in your home sees what you've done. You know, there's just, there's something that says, I'm putting my body into my faith. And Moses said, I want you to really do this in a way that it's this unmistakable environment of your home. And that is number five that I want to give you today, these tips of how to foster faith at home. Number five, enhance the environment. Moses said, I want you to write these things on your doorposts and your gates. I mean, I want there to be art that tells the story of your belief in me. I want want there to be constant visual environmental reminders that you believe in me, because here's the bottom line. You're going to need it in that argument with your roommate. You're going to need those reminders when you feel like doing the selfish thing, but you know there's a higher road to take. And it's so good when we can have all these multiple reinforcements going, our home is becoming a place that sort of feels like a launch pad for faith. I mean, it's going to be impossible for us to leave this place and not remember the things that we have picked up along the way. And I think that's why I'm so proud of Pastor Ken uh, and the way he lived his life to raise kids just with this unmistakable stamp of spirituality and faith and belief in God and love that was cultivated over time. But it was not on pur- uh, on accident. It was on purpose. There was a plan. There was a strategy and intentionality to it. So let me just review these things real quick. Start a spiritual practice that's visible. Spiritualize your conversations. Use transitions as triggers. Put your body into it and enhance the environment. Those are some ways that you can foster faith at home this week. And I hope you'll get started 
right away. Hey, now, two things I want to ask you to do. First of all is if you're not already subscribed to the Westside Podcast, I want you to do that because we're going to be putting out content twice a week that will help you uh, really move forward in your life, grow in your faith, develop some foundation and, and become stronger. That's what I want for you. Second thing is, if you haven't already, I want you to check out a weekend service at Westside Community Church, either online or on site right here in Beaverton, Oregon. We're excited about what God is doing in this community, in our church, and we want you to be a part of it. So join us on a Sunday. Have a great week. Thanks for being part of Midweek Motivation.